0: Hi, this is Mike from Two Buds Talk Stocks. I use Crypto.com to buy and sell 200-plus crypto tokens with 20-plus fiat currencies using bank transfers on your card. You can buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and so much more for as little as $1. If you sign up, use the referral code 6XHVS5GNE4. I get 25 bucks and you get 25 bucks. Again, that referral code for crypto.com is 6XHVS5GNE4.
1: Welcome to the podcast. Join Nate and Mike, lifelong friends, as they discuss stocks and investing. The name says it all. This This is is Two Buds buds Talk Stocks. All opinions expressed by Nate and Mike are their own. Please do not buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Welcome to the pod. We are live. How are you doing today, Mike? Well,
0: uh, today's kind of an interesting day. Today we were recording this on the 3rd of December. NASDAQ is down 2.7%, Dow's down a percent, SP's down 1.63%. So I figured what better way today? than for us to discuss the highest percent of companies that are off their 52-week high, all right?
1: Explain Um, for the listeners, what what does that mean?
0: So what that means is if you've got a 52-week high, which means in the previous 52 weeks, what your high is, what is your percentage that you are down from that high? So let me give you an example. If your 52-week high was $100, and now you're trading at $50, you are now 50% down from your 52-week high.
1: From the highest point within the last 52 yes. weeks. Yes, got it.
0: <laughs> now, what we're going to do, we had a lot of good feedback about our studs and duds that we talked about. There's going to be a lot of duds on this list that we're going to go over. And keep in mind... This list is ever-changing because when you see like days like today, who knows, we'll be on the list next week. I want to see if you see any, what I call BOE, value, opportunity, execution mm-hmm. on any of these stocks, anything that you want to add to your portfolio. And I actually want to kind of joke on a lot of these companies too. I like that. Um, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? Yeah. All right. Coming in at number one, we've got Discover, which is 70% off its 52-week high. And do you know what Discovery reminds me of? Is this, this, there's this like-
1: Discover the financial company?
0: No, this is actually, I'm sorry, Discovery.
1: Discovery, Discovery. Yes. yes. This is the uh, the uh, cable channel, right? The Discovery the cable Channel. channel. Okay. Do you know what
0: they remind me of? Discovery reminds me of, you know that guy that owns money all over town and he's in debt to everybody and then he goes out and buys a Corvette? To me, discovery is the Corvette and AT&T is the guy that has a bunch of debt on their hands. And then they bought discovery and they had no business buying it. Hence why the stock is down 70% off. It's 52 week high. I want nothing to do with it. Coming in at number two, Viacom also down 70% Viacom CBS from their 52 week high. Now I'm going to do a little bit of a history lesson. Okay. And excuse my language. But Viacom CBS is the most asinine evolution of a company that I've ever seen in my entire life. Can I break this down to you? You ready? You ready to have your mind blown? Okay, see if you can follow this. 1927, CBS is founded. Okay, great. CBS is founded. Then in 1970, they decided to be renamed as Viacom. Okay. Then in 1971, Viacom says, you know what? We're going to spin off CBS as its own company. So now there's Viacom and CBS. Follow me so far? Then in, let's take a look here in 1999, Viacom decides to then buy CBS. Okay, so they spun them off in 1971. They bought them again in 1999. And then in 2006, Spun them off again. Viacom spins off CBS again. <laughs> they split CBS and Viacom into two separate companies.
1: This is uh, this is, reminds me of uh, like a dysfunctional relationship. You got one that's like, I can't do this anymore. The other <laughs> one's, like, I can still do this. No, wait, now I can't do this. Wait, let's give it another chance. <laughs>
0: it gets better. Tw-
1: 2006,
0: Viacom split into CBS and Viacom. I can't believe this. Guess what happens in 2019?
1: Um they got back together? They got
0: back together. (laughs) Here's here. I'm gonna this this may not this may not be funny. It may be funny. Here's what I play happens. Ring ring. Hi, this is CBS Corporation. Who's on the other line? It's me. Is that you, Viacom? Let's get back together. So they essentially broke up in the 70s, got back together in the 90s, broke up again in the 2000s, and they got back together in the 2019s. You know, this, also,
1: this also reminds me of, too, is um, do, you watch, uh, do you watch Succession on HBO? I do. It's got to be hands down like the, the best show on television right now. But it seems to me that this, that, that Succession and the Roy family it's based on a couple different media families. One, uh, the Murdoch family with Fox, but it also reminds me of the the Redstone family that I think are the controlling owners of, of Viacom. And both of these are legacy media companies, right? And where we're pivoting to digital, to social media and everything else and technology. And you see these old school media companies with print newspaper and television news. And it just, this also, again, Viacom and uh, CBS, we're together, we're splitting up. It's like what's going right now, and spoiler alert in the storyline. Just the most recent episode, the, uh, the Roy family with ATN and their network is talking about, again, trying to maybe bring the deal back up, which was last season with the Pierce family, because they're another old school uh, media network like that. And I just, I can't help but think the uh, the writing team is just subtly just taking real life events and just putting it in. Cause that show just seems so accurate to what this is.
0: Well, what I don't get is like, let's say CBS is like, Hey, we should buy it or Viacom is like, we should buy something else. Are they at a round table? And someone's like, how about Netflix? No. How about ABC, well, they're owned by Disney. How about blah, blah, blah. And then someone's like, you know, CBS is still available. I just, it makes no sense. So I want nothing to do with uh, Viacom, CBS. Here's a spoiler alert. I look, okay, I'm going to look into the future. Okay. This is the, uh, me reading the future. I think CBS and Viacom, there might be a split between them in the future. I think it's imminent. All right. All right. Moving forward, okay. You know, in Seinfeld, when they have the um uh, feats of strength with the uh, Festivus episode, yeah, Festivus for the rest. You have of to us. go back your, your 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 biggest problems you had in the last year. Well, oh, that's, that's air
1: your grievances, right? There's feats my grievances. Of yes. your grievances, yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's pen for me.
1: You that was the biggest your, uh, loss
0: I had in 2021, and I don't want to talk about it, and that's at 65% off 52-week high. you got to do it in and your
1: constanza voice, though. you got to be angry. i got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> i got <laughs> a bone to stock. pick with you,
0: Penn National. Then there's Gap, self-explanatory, who goes to Gap. Here's one that I want to get your thoughts on. Gap was down 55% from the 52-week high. Um, well, it really
1: gapped down, didn't it?
0: Yeah, I don't know if they're going to bridge that gap. <laughs> so Biogen off 50% from their 52 week high buying opportunity. You think
1: I, um this is I mean studs and duds, a dud can quickly become a stud. A stud can be a dud. So it's, it's the whole idea of you want to buy uh, stocks that are broken and not companies that are broken. I owned Biogen for a number of years. And the thing was, up a points big, and then it was down points big, but overall, it was just hovering around just a little bit down. I just don't think that this is a broken stock. I just think this company doesn't, doesn't work very well. You remember early this year, this halting uh, they, they halted trading on this because there was so much volatility. They've had something with their drug that's been in the pipeline for years and years, and it keeps just getting on the cusp of FDA approval, but it has never happened. So I just... I don't know what Biogen really has in the in the future that is going to increase revenue.
0: And and I agree, but this is the first company on this list that. All right, let me see what's going on there, because I want nothing to do with Discovery, Viacom, CBS, um, unless they're going to split. Joking. Uh, Penn National, Gap, Biogen. You know, we talked about. And then next is Las Vegas Sands. Look, we we did our episode on the gambling. Down 46%, pens down 65%, wins on this list, down 45%. DraftKings got hit today as well. Listen to our previous episode. We we talk about gambling and gaming stocks. I don't want anything to do with Las Vegas. Here's a good one for you. I'm uh Jack Dorsey kind of not a fan. Twitter down 46% off its 52 week high. Jack Dorsey stepped down this week. You a buyer of Twitter?
1: No, the other yeah. news too. it is other company. They just uh, changed that. He's changing the name of square. Did you hear this? They're going to call it no. block. So square um, later this month is going to be renamed the block. Like which blockchain. I, yes. Block. Mm-hmm. So you can tell where, uh, where they want the future of, uh, of square or block to go and what they think the future might be with uh, cryptocurrency and blockchain technology, but Twitter I want nothing to do with that. Any of the social media companies, really. It just.
0: I, I agree. Speaking of name change, if you're Viacom, CBS, for the love of God, just change your name, something. Okay. Um,
1: just to take a page out of uh, Zuckerberg's uh, playbook. I mean, there was so much negative stuff going around with Facebook. I don't think it was any. Stretch the imagination to think with all the negativities. Like now's a perfect time to pivot and (laughs) (laughs) just let's call ourselves metaverse or whatever. That'll take away the stain of metal platforms.
0: (laughs) All right, all right, Mister FinTech. This one's next. This one got hammered again today, down forty six percent from fifty two week high. Global
1: payments. I'm an owner of this company. Surprise! Surprise! (laughs) Yeah, as I've said, FinTech. I still like um you know i this is a this is an example of uh buying stuff and then uh just uh sitting on it and not reading up on it at all so i don't know what the problem is but just based on the overview of the thesis of what global payments network does it seems like it is a viable business and will be going forward they they're the ones that process payments for for all the businesses right you swipe your credit card at a store On the back end, somebody actually processes it and that's where Global Payments comes in. So it seems like it should be a money generating business where they just take something off of each transaction. So I need to do more research and this is actually to the listeners. Do your research, don't just buy a company and sit on it.
0: Well, and that's the thing too and that's why I'm kind of trying to trim a little bit of my positions because I do have so many individual stocks that it is hard to keep up on all of them and it's good to always do research for them for sure. we're going to do a buy, sell and hold here in a minute. The next one's, you know, Carnival, pretty self-explanatory Norwegian cruise line.
1: I was going to say out of this, out of this, the ones you've named so far, you can really notice a trend. When you look at Penn gaming, that also doesn't just have the online sports, but they still have some casinos that they own. Las Vegas Sands has the gambling, but also owns casinos. You have Norwegian cruise lines and you have Carnival cruise lines. I mean, you can, you can say a lot of things about where we are as far as vaccines in this pandemic, but I don't, I mean, just looking at this, you can see that it is still a major headwind for for travel, for leisure.
0: Well, and that's where, here's kind of, wanted to get past Norwegian Cruise Line. I've got Activision coming in here, and this is the buy, sell, and hold here. We've got Activision down 43.25%. A lot there's been a look, there's been a lot of negativity around that mm-hmm. CEO. They gotta get him out. Has he stepped down yet?
1: No, and in fact, that's why I sold mine. I sold when the news came out about uh Bobby Bobby, I can't think of his last name. Maybe I want to say axe. I, I want to say Bobby Axel. Yeah. I want to say Bobby Axelrod, but that's totally different guy. That's a made up fictional character on billions. That's the guy off billions. No, but yes, once the, the the news came out about him and that there had been a pervasive culture of uh, discrimination and uh, sexual harassment for the better part of 20 years, it was one for me. It was like, I don't need to see if they're going to clean up their act. That's just not something I want to be involved with. So well, here's, tell sold. me,
0: if my son wanted to buy Activision Blizzard mm-hmm. and buy $5 of it, he's 10 mm-hmm. years old because he plays Call of Duty. And I didn't really want to go down the whole rabbit hole. And I was like, all right, you can buy a little Activision because he wants Call of Duty, but I don't think I want anything part of that. But let me tell you a little buy, sell and hold. Activision, Blizzard, um, Biogen, and Global Payments. Um,
1: Activision, Biogen, Global Payments.
0: Actually, you know what? We don't even have to answer that. I, you don't want any of those. I don't
1: want um, any of those. No. I mean, the only one I could say for sure is Global Payments would still be a hold at it. this would be a hold at this point, but I really I'd want to sell both Activision and um and Biogen. So, here's what yeah. I did with the whole Activision thing. I actually because I was in the same boat. Uh one of mine was the owner of um of Activision. He has a whole little basket of uh gaming stocks. He owns EA, he owned Activision and then uh, Take-Two. Mm-hmm. And um, when the news came out about uh, Activision, this is basically what I, I did. I mean, just had a conversation and said, hey, one of the stocks you own, Activision, you still like it, but here's a deal with uh, their company and their CEO. And I kind of just laid it out with the uh, the 40000 but overview about the culture of it and then said, you know, this is you that gets to make the decision. This is what's great about being a part owner. You get to decide what you want to buy, what you want to hold, if something's a touch or don't touch. So just giving you the facts and then let him decide. And it was just like, nah, I want to sell it. So he sold out of that. So same thing you can do with yours too is just give them the overview and just say, hey, there's some of the thoughts, but this is your portfolio. Yeah. You get to shape it how you want.
0: Maybe I should have have that talk.
1: It's a good teaching moment too, if nothing else, right? Just understanding the—I mean, how you want to just treat people. I mean- Well, that's corporate culture, just people in general.
0: On a quick side note, you know, at Thanksgiving where you go around the table and say what you're thankful for. Mm -hmm. So we get to my 10 year old and he goes, I'm thankful for my portfolio. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. I was like, oh, God. Um, Anyway. All right. I think it's time. Everyone's screaming at the pod. Everyone's screaming at their phones. Everyone's screaming. I think it's time that we talk about a stock that when you and I, and the producers decided to come up with this episode and go over this list, there was a stock that was not on this list mm-hmm. as of before December 3rd. And I am referring to today being December 3rd you sign. I stopped looking down 41% was the last that I looked now I got to give Dan Springer a lot of credit because I saw him do several interviews today on the worst day he's ever had or the worst day the company's ever seen. And in a nutshell, and you and I haven't talked about this off air or anything, this is what I'm seeing. And I'll tell you what I did on this because I know we've talked about DocuSign. We've been bullish on DocuSign. We never talk about these other crappy companies that like the, the discoveries and the Viacom CBS and gap and all that stuff. But I want to talk a little DocuSign. So essentially what I understood happened is pre pandemic, they were growing, 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 and on a pretty good rate pandemic hit their growth went shot through the roof. They told everybody, look, the growth is not going to continue. And then they knew that their their numbers and the price of you know the numbers would actually decrease gradually over the year, and because the growth was such at a, it is not what the street wanted. With the, yesterday's earnings call, the stock essentially went down forty percent. And there were people, not myself, that were buying DocuSign just because they thought, hey, people are cooped up indoors, they can't go outside, so now they're going to sign things electronically. That's not why I bought DocuSign. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm buying DocuSign because divorce divorce decrees, family trusts, mortgage disclosures, uh, contracts. That is to me, the wave of DocuSign. Mm -hmm. I didn't buy it as a pandemic play. And you know what? I hated Penn. And some of the best um, moves you can make are selling a stock and moving on. DocuSign, um, I bought some more today. Yeah, and um, I'm not telling and advising people to buy some today, but I think Dan Springer's a good CEO. I like how he fell on the sword. Um, I mean, he could have easily, like you know, blamed labor shortages. His conference call, he fell on the sword. He already has a plan of what he's trying to do to change it. I think it's at a huge discount. I look should have the stock have gone down twelve percent, fifteen percent. They were supposed to make 572 million. They made 542 million. They knew the growth was going to stop. I'm not trying to sell myself on it. And look, was I nervous buying more today? Absolutely. I have never in 22 years of investing ever owned a company that went down 40% in one day, 30% in one day. That's, that's never happened to me. Thoughts?
1: Some. I'm trying to think if I've been in the position, too, with why I've actually owned the stock seen drops this big, because things that come to mind for me are two really good examples uh, are Amazon and and Netflix. And Netflix is probably more relevant. I can remember you and I talking in in 2009, maybe it was after, I think it was when they were going to um, spin off um, Netflix and Quickster, right? And I remember talking to you on the phone and it was something like immediately the stock price had been cut in half. And you and I talking like, is this the time to get into Netflix? And neither one of us could pull the trigger and looking back all these years later, how good that would have been. And I think what I'm trying to say here, the moral of the story is that I think we have to give some credence to companies that have a viable product. One, if there's nothing that's wrong with the actual product itself, and we are still confident in the management team, then Mm -hmm. it is two of the biggest things that you can say that this is a buying opportunity. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier, broken stocks are broken companies. I mean, stock right now, I would say is more broken than the company. Like you, I still think people are going to be signing documents online. So I just went in and hadn't put in an order myself uh, to to buy some more DocuSign.
0: Well, here's the thing. Like you take Activision and sorry for my boring buy, sell and hold on those three that- Look, if the CEO came out and was like, we're in a toxic adventure, I've been cooking the books, uh, there's lawsuits coming, that's 40%. That's 40%. I, th- I would jump ship and move on and we'd joke about it, make t-shirts about how we own DocuSign and we all laugh about it. That's not what happened. The CEO is coming out saying, look, we told you guys the growth wasn't going to be there. We just didn't think it would be this quick. We should have done a couple things, a couple different. We're going back to the way we did things pre-pandemic. And let me tell you just like a basic part of it, right? Let's take, you're buying a home sales contracts. This is a big thing with DocuSign. With Doc, you know, pandemic pandemic hit, you, you're buying a home, you can't meet with your real estate agent to sign in person, so you DocuSign it it's not like if the vaccines are a hundred percent, you know, if COVID goes away or Omicron or whatever, all that stuff. And we're back. It's not like they're going to go back to signing purchase contracts for a new home in person. They're going to keep DocuSign. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I mean, you, you bought more, I bought more. And uh, I got to say, there's been a lot of times that I've been trading the last 20 years where people look, you talk stocks so much. I you know get a few drinks of me. I'll talk stocks with anyone. That people always say, "Oh, imagine if, what Ooh. if? Oh, my friend bought Apple and blah 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 when it was seventeen dollars." And I, look, was I nervous? Did I get guilt? Not guilt. Did I get a little scared when I hit the execute button on the order today when I bought more DocuSign? You bet you. Of course. But if I'm looking at this list of companies of Activision, management problems, win resorts, can't make money casinos, who knows when those will open, Penn National, Gap, you know, Biogen, Las Vegas, Viacom, and you're telling me we got sign at 40% in there, uh, I,
1: I bought some more. Well, let me, let me tell you, have you heard this one before, Mike, or maybe this has been you and I too at times, is... Oh, man. I wish I could buy DocuSign. I just can't see the valuation in it right now. I needed to I needed to pull back. Um, I'm talking like mm, I'd feel comfortable if it was maybe 20% lower. I, I'd pull the trigger on it. Well, here it is today. It's down 40% in one day. And now it's just like, Ooh, 40% down. That's uh, no, that's too much. I couldn't possibly buy it now is something must be wrong and insert any stock or just overall market. I'd like to buy into the market right now, but it's too much. I need a pull back. And this is, this is one of those moments you're talking about. This is what a pullbacks look like. It is a big pullback. It's all at once. And, um, Again, how easily you can just psychologically trick you. Just be like, nope, nope, let's just wait. Let's see if it what it does from here, if it goes down more, if it comes back. And this is why so many people end up buying high and, and selling low instead of other 40% is too much. Let's wait. And in a year, it's time or whenever it's there's a reason
0: it went yeah. down 40%. And look, maybe this is a hot take and maybe I'll get some pushback on this, but look, investing is not all rainbows and apple pies. Okay. You've got to have a, some sort of uh, discipline confidence to me. Sometimes when you're an investor, it's like it's third and eight in the fourth quarter with 38 seconds left. And here you are, it's 10 degrees outside and you've got to throw down the middle, get a completion, whether it's, you want to use the Michael sports analogies. There's, there's hundreds and thousands of them to use. You've got to have ice in your veins to make these these deals. And I'm not saying they go out and buy DocuSign, but I'm saying you believe in a company, it takes a 40% hit, which was overvalued, which just like CrowdStrike is down. I mean, there's, look, you don't want DocuSign, look at Adobe, look at um, CrowdStrike, look at CRM, um, you know, Snowflake, all these got hit hard and they're going to continue to get, keep getting hit hard. And they're not, they don't have the value there, but you're right and I, i'll be honest with you nate if i haven't been investing for 20 years and i've been investing with that 20 years with you by my side a lot of the time talk, i was talking stocks um, 10 years ago i wouldn't have bought docusign again 15
1: yeah. there's no way i would have i mean a lot of this too is i mean a good correlation with this is zoom is on this list too and it's the same thing it's it saw 50 from its highs but looking back it's very easy to see that these stocks were front loaded. I mean, when the economy is closed down and it's hard to leave your house, you're going to do your meetings online and you're going to sign your paperwork electronically. It just pulled forward a lot of the growth. But the other thing to think about is that both of these companies work on a subscription based model. So once you're in that ecosystem that we talk about in your payment, your credit card is already on file or whatever, you have been accustomed to that brand. Both of these are also Verbs. We talk about verb stocks. You're still going to Zoom. You're still going to sign. So the growth may not be there because it was pulled forward so much, but you're still going to use this. And really, when you think about it, what we want as investors long term is companies that are continually going to make money. The revenue is going to go up. Maybe it's not going to go up 20% quarter over quarter, but it is. It's going to transfer to the bottom line. And then from there, Cash flow, what they do with it, they can buy back shares, they can pay us dividends. But ultimately, I don't see anything that broke that thesis in my mind. That I isn't. agree.
0: And even on the call, they did break some numbers. And it's like, take Lord's Town Motors. They essentially came out and were like, uh, we can't even make cars. <laughs> yeah. Right. DocuSign is not coming out like, uh, we can't even make DocuSign anymore. Our software won't support it. I, I just, I, I just can't believe it. And I'll say the same thing. It, it, it's going to be similar. Look, and it's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah. Two things with DocuSign. One, yeah, it might be up 3% tomorrow. It's going to be an uphill battle. And that reminds me of my FedEx play. You know, when I bought FedEx, when it was off its 52-week high because of the labor shortages, I really told myself, I'm not going to see any gains for 18 to 36 months. hmm It could be the same for DocuSign. Now, the one thing I will say with DocuSign that makes me a little nervous is it's not a moat yet. Mm -hmm. You know, Microsoft, just like they made Teams for Zoom, their competition, Microsoft could come out, spend $15 billion and make their own electronic signature. I mean, that could happen. Or, you know, remember, you know what uh, social media uh, Microsoft owns?
1: Uh, LinkedIn. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. Or they could come out and buy
0: DocuSign too.
1: Yeah, I mean, if anyway. you're, we talked, we've talked about in the past, Adobe and DocuSign merging because it's it's such an equal fit. I mean, if you could get that, uh, if you're Adobe at forty percent cheaper price, maybe it does. I mean, I think that would have been a major headwind before this. Is that DocuSign was just too big of a of a company for others to buy, but maybe a discount price, people are. And I like
0: too. I know I already said it, but. Have you ever seen a CEO come on two separate televised interviews when the stock is down forty yeah. percent? I don't He's, think I've ever seen that. So, the,
1: so I, this one—do you remember Stamps.com? It's yeah. uh, still around, but it was—it was it a—it's was a, a, um, not publicly traded anymore. I think it was at the beginning of the year they uh, closed the deal where they were bought by a private um, equity hedge fund. But um, I remember I was part owner of them and they were trading for roughly $160 a share or something. And on their quarterly earnings call, their CEO got on and said, we are ending our partnership with the United States Postal Service. Now the whole point of stamps.com was to partner with the, uh, the postal service to do that. And that was their major contract, their one big vendor that they work with for postage. Now what the CEO was doing was saying that we are so tied into just the postal service it is limiting us from future agreements with other companies or whatever. So we're doing this, we're taking a step backwards so we can take two steps forward. The next day, again after that call, the stock was cut in half 50%. It was $80. And at that point, I had the same choice. It was like I could add to my stamp stock composition or I could leave it as is. And I thought about it, I was like, the US Postal Service is a pretty big player. You're going to try to get other partnerships with DHL, FedEx, UPS, or whatever, maybe, but you already had something. So I'll just sit. And wait, Um, when that company was taken private, my shares were sold at uh, $230 or something per per share. So again, it reminds me so much of this because there was really nothing wrong. It was basically just a pivot in the direction. Again, they weren't saying that they were going out of business, that there was fraud, that there was crime, harassment, anything like that.
0: Well, and that's why you have to, I'm just stating the obvious, but you have to see why the stock went down so much. And we talked about it before. If it's because they missed their numbers, all right, well, why do they miss their numbers? Like FedEx, if, well, it's because of labor shortages. Well, that's that's a temporary problem, you know? Or your stamps.com is a perfect example. And, I, you know, you, you just like the Activision one is the reason why you want to get out. Or, you know, to me, I, I have to... Wait until January first for tax reasons to get out of Meta Meta Platforms mm-hmm. Facebook. That's a reason why there's you want to get out of it. Um, well said. Is yeah. there any other yeah. ones we can think of that we didn't pull the trigger on? That um, well, welcome. Well, first of all, congrats, buddy. I didn't know what you were going to say. You and I buying some docu buck. Yeah. <laughs> 39 at least we can take it to zero together
1: again this is uh you and i making each other better investors and um i hope the listeners too. if you have any questions about any of what we've talked about today or something we missed feel free to reach out to us on twitter at two buds stocks or on gmail at two buds and occasionally we post pictures on instagram at two buds and if you listen to us on a platform like apple where you can leave a rating or review please do so. It might help bump us up in the algorithm and get more listeners. Until next time, thanks for listening.